This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good things and important things are subtle. And it's very easy for a guy to say, when we in general encourage a guy to go to Shear, there's no world where every single day a guy goes to Shear and it's just like ecstatic and the best thing ever. What we're saying is that over a period when a person goes to Shear, things will happen. He'll get ideals and he'll get something that over a period will be very meaningful in his life and impact him a lot. And I want to say that I value days of yeshiva a lot. There are many, it's, it's very relevant at this time of COVID, people take off here, take off there. I want to say about Ray Brownstein and myself, if you've noticed that Ray Brownstein, he has, doesn't really ever miss. And there's something deep that he values days of yeshiva. It's, if anybody thinks it's just a bulldog mentality of nothing's going to stop me, it's not like that. Just he actually values a day of yeshiva. Now, it might, it might feel, I promise there are many times that we could just like give an extra day off, give an extra week off, and who's going to stop us, so to speak, and who's even going to be mad? We have like a commitment to each other. We value days of yeshiva. We see what yeshiva means, what it is, and what has happened. We've watched years of guys being in a holy place, and we've watched things happen. And anything that's real is going to be subtle. So it's not going to be, you went one day and all of a sudden everything... The, people use about a guy who's shtag, he flipped out. Any flip out is going to flip the other way also. Real things are developed and happen with sl- subtly and slowly and profoundly. We value yeshiva a lot. And just feeling happy that Moe's back in yeshiva experiencing how badly he wanted to be here was like very cool the whole time that he's been sick just wanting to get back to yeshiva has been so refreshing that such a beautiful sweet happy person wants to be in yeshiva it's been very very moving to see how much you want to be here and it's exhilarating to have you back at yeshiva back in shiurim so I want to welcome on behalf of us so I want to welcome Moe back I want to say, to wish, or for Shlema, the word Shlema, complete, complete. I want to say that in seeing Moe, don't anybody stop davening for Avram Moshe? Don't stop davening, not for us, keep davening. We want to refuah Shlema. We're not just, we wanted him back, but our prayers weren't only selfish. That we wanted you here. We want to refuah Shlema, a complete, complete, complete refuah. And Moe is somebody who's just in a deep, deep way is loved by everybody. When a guy's missing from yeshiva, there's like a hole because each person's irreplaceable. Each person counts and matters. And specifically, a person who's nice, I can't picture Moe being mean to somebody. I can't even look. If I want to like dream of just a nice, a gentle person, a caring person, profoundly gentle and profoundly caring. Those are tunas that are deep. And when somebody's missing who's gentle and sweet, it's like... The holes runs even deeper. So I'm thrilled to have Moe Meister back in Yeshiva. There's an uplift. There's an uplifting feeling having you back in Yeshiva. So I thank you for being here, and we will continue to dive in for a Fuashlema. Thank you, Moe. I want to share something with you. Lukovin Moe being back. I want to share something with everybody here, Zach, that 
when I say it may change your life, I just spoke about subtlety, and then I'm going to say I'm going to share some will change your life. I don't know what I'm about to share with you. I am discovering myself. I'm getting in touch with what I'm saying more and more. But I just, I believe what I'm saying. And as you, I, and I, it's just true. As I believe it more and understand it more, I'm connected to it more. And I hope this is a start for you of something. So please let me share this thing. Mo Glazer, a lot of people think that what is Torah that we learn? What is Torah that we're studying? So people think there's this book, some sort of a history book. There's a little commentary on the history. Most things I read in here, I, um, I don't relate to. And then I find like, hey, a Rashi, oh, that was so interesting, that Rashi. And it happens to speak about something that's relevant to me. That's what most people view Torah. Once in a while, there's a Rashi who like spoke on an ethical topic and you like find that relevant Rashi. You find that Pasuk, that's what most people think Torah study is. I want to share with you that this is not a safer about what happened. It's not a history book. Zero. God is a very good writer. If he wanted to write a history book, it wouldn't look in a million years like this. And if you want to know what Torah is, it's a study of everything that is. It's all of Hashem's thoughts that He used to create the world. The Torah is not what was, it's what is. Everything in the world is in the Torah. Everything. The Gemara Baba Kama says an expression people say. An expression, a random expression that human beings say. Ask the Gemara, what's the source in the Torah? And I ask you, who said there is a source in the Torah? Some Mishugayim say a statement, who said there's a source in the Torah? You don't understand Torah if you ask that question. If there's basketball, I promise you it's in the Torah, I promise I'm not swearing right now. I don't do shuas. If I would be a swearer, I would take the Sifrei Torah and swear in front of everybody here. I'm not doing it. Basketball's in the Torah. It can't exist if it's not in the Torah. I have sources. You don't know the first thing about... Abbas, I don't relate to the Torah. But you don't live? You don't, you don't live. Anything you experience is in the Torah. Any worry you have... Any thought, you're bored, that's in the Torah. Boring's in the Torah. You're anxious, anxiety's in the Torah. You're upset, your team lost, that's in the Torah. If this sounds any exaggerated, it's not a slight exaggeration. You just don't know what Torah is. It's not a guy who doesn't learn. He has no clue what Torah is. I'm going to show you something today, what Torah is, a vert. But I'm, I'm, I started chapping. That's why I hate when guys call this Musa Seder. We'll learn Torah, not Musa. You just don't know what Torah is. Torah talks to anything. Your, your mother's not healthy and it caused you this anxiety. That's in Torah. The only place you study about anything is Torah. There are Yidin you can talk to who any single thing you would bring up, they know the address in Torah. Exact, exact. 
not similar, not around, it, if it's in the world. Hashem says, I looked in the Torah and I created the world. This is nothing in the Torah is ever speaking about something that was. It's talking about what is, not what was. Understand that when you learn Torah. It will change your Torah learning. You are not learning what was. You're learning everything that is, whether you understand it or not. If you read Svarim and you study, you'll figure out what is, what's happening. In everything, what's happening. There's a Yid I know who learn, who understands, not he learns Torah this way, he knows what Torah is. Who you ask him a Shailah, he answers you with Reb Chaim. You talk about a worry you had, you talk about a Shalom Bayez question, he answers you with Reb Baruch Ber. There are people who are clueless to what Torah is. They're clueless. They try to say crazy svaras. Anybody, who's, anybody who understands what Torah is is good at life because it's one and the same. When we talk in yeshiva, people disconnect Torah from life. They disconnect. The svaras they say have no shaykhs to life. It's a disaster. It's not just a disaster in life. It's a disaster in Torah. When I speak about that the Torah directs us in life, if somebody doesn't understand that, doesn't learn Torah, you have no clue what you're learning. I want to share a word with you, but I, I really want you to know what Torah is more than I'm sharing this word. So I want to share a word with you. All of us have learned our whole life, very simplistic, Hever, please listen. All of us have learned our whole life, Paroi loses choice. Paroi has no choice. Loses choice. Paroi Hashem hardened his heart and, he's, and he's, he has no choice. Did you ever wonder, so it's like a crazy charade. Maisha says, free the Jewish people. If not, I'll send this. Hashem said, I'll do this. And Paroi, of course, doesn't listen because Hashem hardened his heart. He has no choice. And then the story keeps going. Paris heart is hardened. Is this a joke? Maisha's so warning him. His heart is hardened. Why is it fear? Why is he even punished, Paris? What's he punished for? The Rishonim asked the Kasha. Why is Paris punished? He has no choice. So I heard from a Talmud Chacham, the obvious. But if you think Paroi was and Mitzrayim was, then you don't know how to learn Torah. You're not like just, you don't know what... Paroi wasn't, he is. Mitzrayim wasn't, Mitzrayim is. I want to explain, Zach. There's a language of Chazal that a melech is levavoiz levav ha'am. The heart of a king is the heart of the nation. A king represents his people. Says there's a lashon of Chazal about a melech lisvit klum. He has nothing of his own. He belongs to the people. Is a king allowed to be Michael his honor? Gemara Kedushin, a Rebbe can because it belongs to him. King can't be Michael his honor. It's not his honor. It's the nation's honor. It's not allowed to be Michael his honor. One of the presidents of America went to Eretz Yisrael and stayed in a lower class hotel. Everybody like celebrated. He's an everyday man. He's so cool. He stayed in a less fancy place. 
Think he's arrogant and stupid. Not a recent president. I think the man is clueless. He thinks it's his honor, so he decides. You don't get a right to be Michael. Did you ask the American people? You're a, pre- you're a president. You don't get, he doesn't understand what it means. It's not yours to be Michael. Now, he lives more selfishly. People will celebrate you. They don't know. They don't understand. A melech's not allowed to be Michael. A melech gets a haircut every single day. Let's see, he says, I think it's cool to look a little disheveled. You hear what I'm saying? A melech gets a haircut every single day. He looks fresh. Every day they give him a haircut. Let's say he says, you know, you know what it means to be a melech? It's not about you. Not about you, buddy. So a melech is, is the people, represents the people. If you want to know about Mitzrayim, who should you study? Schmitz Mitzrayim, the epitome of Mitzrayim. Paroi. If you want to know what it means to be locked up, Mitzrayim, what does the word Mitzrayim mean gated in, locked? Egypt's a place where people are stuck. Stuck! Can't move! Chazal say no slave ever escaped Mitzrayim. It's the place of bonds where you can't get out of. Locked. Stuck forever. Who represents Mitzrayim the most? Paroi. Shockers of shockers. Hashem hardens his heart. He can't move. Stuck. Mitzrayim represents that which can't change. That which is frozen. That which is stuck. That's Mitzrayim. That's what it is. Mitzrayim is stuck. Taroi who spits, who's the epitome of Mitzrayim, is the king of stuck. He's the king of stuck. He's the most stuck. He can't change. He is who he is. Hashem hardens his heart. He is, that's what, that's what it means to be Paroi. That's what it means to be in Mitzrayim. You just can't do differently. I love studying. I like, I told the guys, I'm not a movie guy. It's not a, temp, it's not a big temptation. Movies typically are not, I like real, Baruch Hashem don't watch movies, and I'm not very tempted for movies. I think life's more adventurous. There's a movie I'm very tempted to see. I admit it. I, I want to see Joker. I Baruch Hashem have not seen it. I plan to never see it. But I have a type. I have a desire to see it. Why do I desire? Because guys have described it to me. And I like, Joker represents the, mo- the biggest Meshuggah ever. Like, he makes no sense. He's the, he's the spitz, the epitome of the guy. Like, typically a bad guy has like a pshat to him. He does so. He's evil for a reason. And there's like a said What? Joker's out of his mind. He's like, he's so crazy. And that's like, like no motive. Like Maisha's saying, he's the spitz of no rules. If anybody knows how Joker and Batman, the foil, is fascinating. Batman represents the overthinker. Even when he does good things, he feels guilty. And Joker plays off that. Batman overthinks and is stuck in rules and regulations. And is like the spitz stuck. And Joker is the most unstuck guy ever. Will murder, laughing, and killing people. Why you kill him? I don't know. The Spitz of free. That's the two characters. Comes a movie, and they explain all of Joker's irrational behavior. They explain exactly why in brilliant ways. He laughs when he does this. The reason why he laughs, and they give you a good shot in who he is. Why do I love that? Because any single person you meet, there's a good shot why they're behaving the way they behave. 
I once read a book, if you know about borderline illness, borderline looks completely irrational. It like doesn't, if you see the way borderline people behave, it's like meshuggah. A lady wrote a book. I cried my brains out when I read the book. I don't recommend reading it. I don't recommend reading it. It's not clean. And there are things about it. I felt I had to read it. There was a friend of mine going through the sugya. I had to read it. Don't read it otherwise. I, don't read it. I'm, I should probably, I'm not going to say the name, Badafka. But when I read this book, I was in the shtoimim that that which looked like it had no pshat, they explain it. People have reasons why they behave the way they behave. And understand it. Now, does that mean, so now I understand, so now we're all robotic. <laughs> we have choice. We have sebas, we have reasons that cause us to behave, and then we have choice. We have choice. I just came from a Shabbos of 500 families, 500 families getting together, all have kids off the derech, not all of them, and we went together for a Shabbos to talk. It was one of the most amazing and emotional Shabbosis of my life. And we spoke to many, many families who have kids that are struggling. We brought, the, the Waterbury families have kids that are steiging. We were unique there. Most of the people's kids were off the derech. We're not from far off the derech. We came, I asked Waterbury families to go. I wanted, I made our own convention within their convention. So a lot of Waterbury families went as well. But what we were engulfed by, I didn't know what hit us. And we were part of a larger convention of people who have kids off the derech. And we were a group of people of kids who are very on the derech. But we, we, we were discussing our things and listening in to what was going on around us, which was, it was, I had not slept much in the last two days. We were up till four or five in the morning, literally talking to family. It looked like the Blue Ridge dorm. Just, a, just people in their 50s and 60s talking all hours of the night, all day opening up, crying, expressing something remarkable. For anybody who's honest about chenuch, people think chenuch is like tricks to tell your kid. Hmm, let me learn, let me read a book about chenuch. You're mechanich your kids much more than any conversation. If he misbehaves, what should I say? The main chinuch on your kid is every eye movement you make. Every smile or not smile, your essence is your kid. Reb Tzadok HaKoyin of Lublin, who knew Tyra, which means he knows human beings, it's one and the same, said that your children are your deepest thoughts. Chinuch is not what you say to your kid. How nice, how strict, how lenient. Chinuch is who you are. You're mechanich your kids by your essence. That's what chinuch means. Your kids are you. If you want to meet yourself, say shalom to your kids. If a kid went off the derech, so a little part of you is off the derech. It's nothing to, not because you did something crazy. You have, you have roots in you. You have roots in you. Don't worry. Don't, don't panic. The first job is work your own stuff. Work your own stuff. Heal your own healings. That's the ichor of chinuch. You can have, a guy grows up, he went through abuse, all day he dreams, I'll never do that to my kids. And then he does it to his kids. If you don't heal, and by the way, if you don't touch your kid, and you don't heal, they'll have all the symptoms of a guy who was beaten up, the kid. 
It's nothing to do what you say and even what you do to them. Who you are is going to become them. They learn from every muscle move you make. You just got to be a healthy person. I'm not blaming parents for think for the kids. It's nothing to do with that. The kid is again. It might be a great grandfather. It might not be you. A great grandfather could go through trauma, and you'll see it in the great grandson. These are scientific. It's clear, and more than scientific, it's in the Torah. You could find things. These are psukim in the Torah. Alo. These are basics of Yiddishkeit. The ikr of chinuch is to get healthy yourself. Is to lean into your own story and get healthy. That's the ikr of chinuch. Is to lean into your own story and get healthy. Every single person, their reasons they do what they do. So you can make every person's like a robot. There are people who hate the Enneagram. They say, see, he's just being a two, and he's just being a five, he's being a four. So we're a collection of people with reasons why we do what we do. So I do it. Yeah, I went through when I was a little this. My father... There's one fact we're capable of getting out of Mitzrayim. We're actually capable of creating a person who has choice. It's the biggest chiddush in the world. It's actually the chiddush of being a yid, a being a people who's deeply connected to God is that we're capable of not just being a robot, of choosing, of breaking through, of not just being a victim of circumstances. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is called. Getting out of Mitzrayim didn't happen. It's supposed to happen now. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim it's called. Get out of Egypt. Get out of Mitzrayim. Paroi wasn't the person who was, he is. He's the king of Egypt. He represents that which is stuck. He's the king of Mitzrayim. The Torah is not a history book. You're studying the world that you and I live in. And we study a world of stuck people. And by the way, shockingly, we, we, it's the most important thing we do. We put on tefillin, Zeichel Tzies Mitzrayim. We have mezuzahs remembering it. We're like weird. All day long, I remember leaving Egypt. What are people of the past? Like, are these people, they're really stuck in the past. Wow. We're an old-fashioned people. I rap on phylacteries, remember leaving Egypt. I put, I put on a mezuzah. Then Kiddush Shabbos, Zeichel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You guys, are, you were really outdated people. We're busy day and night remembering leaving Egypt. Wrap your phylacteries. Remember, we got out of Egypt. One of the purposes of phylacteries. So remember, we got out of Egypt. We're like hopelessly in the past. You know how present we are? And you know why this mitzvah dominates morning and night, every single day? The last parish of Kriyashma you read, because the Yid's mechoyiv to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it dominates our existence, because the only purpose of existence is to get out of Egypt. It's to stop being a stuck person, whose responses are just, well, I'm stuck. Well, then you're in Egypt if you're stuck. You're not just a product. The sa- I always say the saddest conversation in the world is the 21-year-old who asks his father, why did you beat me? And dad cries and says, my father beat me. 
He's in Mitzrayim. He never got out of Egypt. He never at phylacteries once. He never looked at a mezuzah once. He never made kiddush once. He's in Mitzrayim, stuck. And then he like he learns the Torah. Okay, let me sit there. <laughs> you're not. You don't even know what you're reading. You don't even understand anything. You read like a book that was we once heard Mitzrayim. was like trying to. Is it relevant to me at all? You're just studying you. You know you're reading about you. Open any parsha. You're just reading. Okay, about you. Anything God says, you are this. We are this. This is us. Not so into Torah. Oh, oh uh-huh. <laughs> you don't have thoughts, feelings. You're not, okay, if you're a pretend person, you won't be into this either. If you want to know what this is, this and you are one and the same. Yisrael v'ayrai sechadu. The Yid and Torah is one. You think it's an exaggeration? It's like cute? Because I was saying, we and the Torah are the same. Because I don't like learning. Uh-huh. I hear. I hear. I hear. You're not so into life. I hear. I can. Kiheim chayenu, for this is our life. It means like a cute thing. This is my life. As basketball is my life. You're studying you. You and this are the same. Us and this are the same. We don't find like a night. It happens to be in one piece, like you found yourself. When my Rebbe would teach us Torah, I always thought, he, does he, does people come up when I say of my Rebbe's Torah, they say, did you? Like you were talking about me. I was talking about me and you, and we learned. We learned. If we learned properly, I was talking about me and you. <laughs> and we just learned. You. The Gemara asks, Mordechai Menatar Menolan, Esther Menatar. Who said Esther's in the Torah? The Gemara asks, Where's Haman in the Torah? Who said he's in the Torah? The Gemara asks, Where's Haman? Because if he existed, he's in the Torah. You're in the Torah, you, your whole life story. Anything that ever happened to you is in here. Any topic discussed, you want to go any convention, people think like a Rav's acting cute. See, anything you're bothered by, well, the Torah says, like he found, like it's, no, it's in the Torah. The Torah is the blueprint to the world. It's everything, every emotion, every situation, every thought is right here. It was created, Hashem is stockled by Raisa Baralma. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, if you think it's an event that happened, you don't know how to learn Torah. You don't know what Torah is. You don't know what it is. And if you think a Jewish people's busy with getting out of Egypt, wow, they're stuck in the past. There's not a more current people than us in the world. Not a more current people. We're current. There's an accusation against our Chachamim. Against the greats of Klal Yisrael. And they're accused of cover-ups. That in the news, there's stuff in the news going on. And our G'daylim, our G'daylim who are completely in touch, who are brilliant, who are so current, they study Torah. Of course, you can't study Torah and not be current. Oh, you don't know what Torah is. They are very current and present and real to all the to things of this world. And they seem to cover up abuse. They're not so loud about it. I've seen many a hothead get up on... I've seen this put out like ads. You molesters will come after you. And they say a lot of stuff live. They broadcast it. I've seen it a lot. And, and they look at our chachamim not doing similar things. The cover-ups... Now, Chachamim are present and smart, and a person who does dangerous things, get him, lock him up and get him help. I want to say, how many times have a person come out and saying animals and screamed, and a bacher, a youngster who did himself bad things, 
because it's confusing, says, I'm an animal, I'll learn for life. Our Gedolim are wise and smart. Do you think all the bloggers have stopped people from getting hurt, one person? They're screaming and yelling now 20 years. They've perverted more minds. They've hurt more people who now don't think they're human. And have they stopped? Have they been successful? And our Chachamim heal and build and with intelligence quietly get people away from positions where they can hurt somebody. But there's a balance, a Torah response, a response from Hashem that has balance, that has thought, that has every detail about not somebody trying to be a hero, to be a tough guy. I've seen people who get up, he's a Mr. Tough Guy. He's hurt many people. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he's tough. He's modern, the psychologist. He's a big hero. He gets on and you can put it around the internet. And he got up. He stands up. I won't stand. I'll kill you all. <laughs> you stop, people. You've made yourself famous. That's what you've done. You're convinced you helped anybody? You're convinced you helped? You changed anything? The one who's hurt and is hurting others is still hurting others. And then you've exposed youngsters. You know the beauty of our Chachamim, how careful they are, what they say, how they say something, language, and they raise people that are pure? Nobody's done more than our Chachamim to make a healthier, happier world, a more pure world, a world of safer, healthier people. Are there decisions? Of course there are decisions, profound ones. Ones that won't involve how famous you are. They're not playing to, to, to be famous. They're playing to do what's right. A focus on endless, a focus on truth. I want to say, Hevra, that all of us want to get out of Mitzrayim. All of us want to get out of Mitzrayim. And all of us got out of Mitzrayim. We had Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and we live with it. We live with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim because it's the most important thing of our life is to make sure that we're free people. Free people are not dictated to by the circumstance of their life. A guy has anger problems, so he learns and he's capable of responding different. He went through something. Slowly, like Yehuda spoke to us, Nekudus HaBechira, find your place of choice. Find your place of freedom. By the way, you only have to leave Mitzrayim for very short. Moshe asked, we just want to go three days out of here to pray. We just want to move out of Egypt, just, just to get out. Find the place where you can get out. Find the place where you can control. Find the place where you have some choice. Find that place where we have a choice from there's something pulling me. It's a beauty. It's a power. There's a picture. There's a billboard. I'm pulled. I have choice. A guy told me on his cell phone, he writes down every time there's a billboard. A guy told me. He writes down, he's up to 16,000 times. He was tempted to look at something for four years. 16,000 times he acted like a person. Guy has marked off on his phone 16,000 checks. Power! He's free from Mitzrayim. What, he's an animal? He wants to look, and he didn't look 16,000 times. You know the muscles on the man? That's a guy out of Mitzrayim. 16,000 times! He, everything said, look there, but I'm a human. I'm human. Flex. With siyata d'shmaya, that's a person. You need heavenly assistance for that. 
You need to celebrate that and you need heavenly assistance. By nature, when I'm stuck in Egypt, remember Parai, the king of Mitzrayim, has no choices. You know what he went through? You know what his thoughts are? Does he have any choices? Parai is the king of stuck. Ke'ilu Hashem hardened his heart. When we say Hashem hardened his heart, Hashem gave him all the natiyas, all the tendencies that he has. And remember, Parai chooses to live without God. When you live without God, you really are stuck. And a person who's praised Hashem, giving me heavenly assistance to go above my nature, can get free. Can get free and find the places you could be free and experience freedom. Experience the freedom of you deciding. No, no, I decide. No. Without assistance from God, you can't get out of Mitzrayim without God. Nobody gets out without God. When you leave a room, look at the mezuzah, no, you never get out of Egypt without God. When you put on your tefillin, no, you never get out of Egypt without God. You need heavenly assistance to get out of Mitzrayim. But we're, we aren't stuck. It's, it's, it's an essential to Yiddishkeit. A Yid lives with this. A yid surrounded by this. Everything we're about is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And I promise we're very, very present people, not a people of the past. You can't have a more present. Our enemies are, remark- are shocked that we still exist. Twain, Mark Twain is like, I don't know if he's an enemy or not, but he's shocked. What's the secret of the etern- eternity of the yid? The answer is that we have Torah and we have a relationship to Hashem and both are eternal. We're very, very present. We're very futuristic. We have that which is ever relevant, is ever true. We have the blueprint to the world. It's called Torah. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim we live with because we live in that space that we have a choice despite all Natiyas, despite every past and every... We do have a place of choice that we can make decisions healthy. We can heal both. We have decisions to heal from difficulties that happen. I watched somebody who went through trauma and the rest of their life is just a trauma victim. They had a decision to heal. They had decisions to make decisions or they could be pari. Hashem hardened my heart and I'm stuck. King of Mitzrayim. King of Egypt. The one who's forever stuck. And you can read his story in the Torah and then you're like shocked when he gets punishment. He's king of stuck in the land of stuck. And we, Yidin, are busy day and night with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. What are like a people of the past, like clueless people, right? Stuck on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We're the most present people, very, very busy with Exodus from Egypt. That's what we formed. By the way, when did we form when we left Egypt? What does it mean to be a Yid? Somebody who's out of Egypt. That's what it means. It means to be a Yid is somebody who's out of Egypt. It means that I'm capable, despite what was, of being different. That's the pirish of a Yid. I ask you, when you celebrate Pesach, you sit down to your Seder, you're commemorating what happened, are you feeling it? My Elta, 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 Seder, oh, I'm free. <laughs> you know how present the Seder is? You know how present and glorious the people that left Egypt you know what that means to be from such a seder has to be the for me to have my children together at a seder. 
there's no there's no words for a seder. I don't know I don't know how somebody can live without a seder. How could you live without knowing that our children and our families have choices? Have Yitzias Mitzrayim. It's a rotten world without Yitzias Mitzrayim. It's it's pathetic. But somebody at his seder is getting mad at his kids. <laughs> They're talking so long. <clears throat> He's mad at his wife. His wife's mad at him. It's so ironic. You're all in Mitzrayim. You're all in Mitzrayim. You're mamish. <laughs> If you get mad at your Seder, you're mamish in Mitzrayim. I never met a guy more in Mitzrayim in my life. Do you know, do you know that at the Seder, what, there's, there's something you only do Lela Seder, you never do the rest of the year. The rest of the year, a guest is supposed to bench, not the Balabayas. In my house, I don't bench the whole year. Once a year, I lead bench. In Pesach, it's mine. I don't give it to anybody. It's mine. The Ramah says, Pesach, you bench. All year, this Shabbos, he benches. The Ereach, the guest bench, Pesach. Why do I bench Pesach, Yak? Because on Pesach, I'm a guest in Hashem's world. Pesach, I got out of Mitzrayim. You only get out of Mitzrayim, you remember Hashem runs the world. You only break those Mitzrayim, otherwise you're stuck like Paroi. You got out, there's a Molech HaShbaruch, a Siyat HaDashmai, a heavenly assistance. It's, it's, not, it's otherworldly. That, you, that you're not stuck, that you have choice, that you do it. It's godly. It's, it's like Rav Shapiro says over and over, of his main thing he teaches, he's just teaching, it's yes, Mitzrayim. His choice is, is, is above our comprehension, that we have choice. We're choosing. Briyas is wild. The Rambam says that most Goyim don't believe in choice. He says most Yidin. I don't want to say Roiv Goyim Le Yisrael, he says, don't believe. Yes, most people think they're stuck. Pesach night, I lead bench because I'm a guest in God's world. He, he, he's no more a guest than I am. We got Adam and Tzrayim. We broke and free. We broke and free. Daniel, you hear what Torah is? Tyra is that which the Gemara could say, some expression, some people say, where is it in Tyra? Anything in the world, I tell my father. Anything, anything, I tell my dad. He says, where is it in Gemara, bring a raya, quote me a source. Anything. And if you can't quote me a source, it doesn't exist. Anything. I'm not allowed at home to say something. Where is it in the Tyra? I don't know. It doesn't exist, stop talking. If it exists, it's in the Torah. If it exists, it's in the Torah. You just don't know what Torah is. What, the Torah is a study of everything that is. Chachmas Hashem. All that built the world was from here. So I'm not into Torah. Guys, I'm not into Torah. So you're not into your life. I hear. I hear. Torah, you say, I don't know how to find me in the Torah, okay? Every human being has to ask, Dan Kalish Torah Minayim. Where am I in the Torah? So that's why we study to find you in the Torah. We speak about things that resonate by you. You're finding you in the Torah. You're trying to find... Your life is in here. Your, your struggle's in here. Your, everything's in here. It's here. Go find it. But you study, you'll find you. You'll find you in the Torah. You'll find you. And your dilemmas and your situations. The Gemara asks, Haman minat Torah. Haman's like evil. He must not be in here. The, the biggest rush is in here too. 
He's in here too. His story. Haman in that terminal. Where's Haman in the Torah? Where is it? Where are his Russian? Where is his? Where is his essence in the Torah? Haman in that terminal, and it's in here too. There's an Isser the Rice of Baal Tashris. There's an Isser the Rice in the Torah of not being destructive. Not destroying something as a use, don't destroy it. It's a very profound mitzvah. Understand we talk about mitzvahs. There's certainly a command not to destroy something. There's such a command, don't destroy something. The Torah is describing the, our world and how to live our world. If you know about Moi, and if I said Moi Minatur Minalun, I would say partly in that command about Tashas, something has a value. Don't, don't touch it. It's valuable and precious. The sensitivity of a person like this, I'm amazed by. He's very artistic, and he appreciates beauty. I would say he's like a kiyum. If I ask Moi Meister Minatur Minalun, the mitzvah is such a deep mitzvah. Don't if some, a fruit bearing tree. I had in my backyard a, a tree. I wanted to build a sukkah in Eretz Yisrael. But alas, right in the middle of my backyard, there was a fruit-bearing tree. I'm not allowed to cut it down. It was so frustrated. It wasn't even fruits we could eat. Very strict. Don't cut it down. It's a fruit-bearing tree. An appreciation of beauty. An appreciation of the world. Things are meant to admire, to use. I can't... Do you know there was a tzaddik in Muncie, Reb Schwab, who... If he, he would never like... You know a guy like spaces out and picks off like a leaf and breaks it? If somebody did it, he would start like shaking. He wasn't being like a frummy. That was a leaf. You, you, you ripped up a leaf. He, there was an appreciation of the beautiful world and all the important things of the world. I find Moe to be like that. I can't picture him like ripping up and destroying... I don't know your career choice. You'll be building and creating and drawing and designing. You were like born to bring beauty into the world. That's Moe Meister. There's a Metsius of somebody who's artistic, appreciates nice things, creates nice things. That's part, that's a beautiful anhaga in the Torah. We all have to work. Everybody has like a shayrish that's, that's close to perfection. Remember, the Torah is about us. And, and Moe's appreciation of things that are nice and things that are pretty, I, I appreciate that a lot. His want for construction and not destruction. You have somebody who can rip and tear and break. Okay, a person has some, some root in him. A guy can, I watch, like punches a hole in the wall. You destroyed something. You have to understand, we are built to build, to create, to appreciate that which is whole and pretty, and to create whole. I want to say on Moe, he's such a sensitive person. I can't see him destroying. I can see him building. 
He's a guy who would build the wall, not break the wall. That's what I see in him, a builder of walls. I have a brother that constructs. My brother, like, never made fun of anybody. He's not, he wouldn't. He's he's constructor. My brother builds. But it's like who he is. It's not, okay, you see him build. That's what he is. My brother's a builder. He's a builder. He builds. He's a beautiful person who sends. He's a builder. Baltashkas. He would never cut down a fruit bearer tree. I can never Mm -hmm. see him cut down. All of us have to work hard to get there. We're getting someplace. Yiddishkeit is creating a beautiful person. It's creating a builder who would never cut down a fruit bearing tree. If I would describe Moe today and what I want to be, Moe is, I can never see Moe cutting down a fruit bearing tree. (laughs) He wouldn't cut it down. I, I can't see him cutting it down. There's a big Shailalach if you cut it down to replant it elsewhere. The Hainu, what's being said, that's a Shailah. What's being said is the only destruction allowed is if you're destroying in order to construct better. It's a big Shailah. Hashem destroyed the base Hamigdash. How do you do that? You're not allowed to destroy Baal Tashkas. Ever wondered that? God was over Baal Tashkas. The answer is he was building the third base Hamigdash. It wasn't destroyed. You think Hashem destroyed the base Hamigdash? He was building the next one. It took, he had it sometimes, some, you know, some guy in Lawrence buys a property, knocks it down to build a nicer house. He destroyed his house. He says, destroy, is he destroy? he's not destroying, he's building a house. You knock down a building, that's how you construct a nicer one. Oh, he's a builder, he's a builder. You build, Tucker, right? You're a builder, you're a builder. you able to, what, what have you built? A few decks. A few decks he's built. What was the second I'd say? What's showing? Built a few decks. He has a man who built a few decks. But sometimes a guy, it's funny, sometimes a guy has a profession and some guy is his profession. My brother didn't just build a few decks, he's a builder of decks. So when I get, that's always the best profession is when you and your job are like the same. That's when you know you nailed your job. I'm always going to build. Whatever he builds, he builds people, decks, he'll build both. Yeah. I like that part, the sense that's what we're all supposed to be. When a guy walks in and says a mean line to his roommate, he's not, Baltash, you're not allowed to cut a fruit bearing tree there. What's wrong with you? It knocks his roommate, you, you knock down. He does. We're meant to build and appreciate beauty and impart beauty and draw and create. I'm just very, very, very thankful to Hashem that Moe's here. We don't take it for granted. The, each person's health. And the Hashem is the Roy Fichol Basa. We don't take it for granted. Moe's here. I just want him here, want him here for the entirety of the year and, and pray to Hashem. We need Moe around. We need somebody who's a builder, somebody who's sensitive, somebody who appreciates beauty. We need such a person around. So we, sh- we should always continue to have Moe. The way the guys appreciate him, the guys are right. A right to appreciate, you're easy to appreciate, very easy to appreciate, and I'm just thankful that you're back here. Really, really thankful you're back here. If you want to know Moe Minatari Minola, and I just said one place that you could find Moe in the Torah, we have a lot of sources to us in the Torah. One source, Moe Minatari, the, the Isra of like Baltashkas is like, not to cut a fruit bearing tree down is Moe Minatari. That's one place. I have to learn the sugi better. I'll see other places. You study Torah, but that's one place I found Moe in the Torah. Momo, you hear that we are? You hear we are? Does it, res, does it resonate? I, I see Moe in that parish. 
I wouldn't be shocked. Like some gematria, you'll read his name, and it's like gematria, the plus. Like, probably is true. I didn't figure it out. These things, once you check these things out, you'll lose your mind. But learn Torah on your own, and find, you'll find things that you'll lose your mind from. But you have to learn, first you have to know what Torah is. You have to know what it is, then study it with sensitivity. You'll find things that shock you. Somebody's going to add up, there's going to be a guy for sure this afternoon, you know, does the gematria of Avram Aisha and finds it. Okay, okay, okay. You'll find it. And then if you act shocked, you just don't know what Torah is. That's why you're shocked. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's there. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't have the right to say where you are, Minatari. You have to ask me. You get, the key is not for somebody else. That's like the enneagram. To know somebody else, the insight is to know our own. We learn to we find ourselves in turn. Of course we do. All the things that resonate by us, you found yourself there. That's <laughs> oh, there's so much more to say. There's a lot more I wanted to say that. That's what exploded out now. We'll have plenty of more time to talk. Have an excellent day, Rabbi You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.